Welcome to Cleveland Clinic Cardiac Consult, brought to you by the Seidel and Arnold Miller Family Heart and Vascular Institute at Cleveland Clinic. In each podcast, we aim to provide relevant and helpful information for healthcare professionals involved in cardiac, vascular, and thoracic specialties. Enjoy. We're here today to discuss an exciting trial that was published in the New England Journal of Medicine uh, regarding tefamidus, which is a treatment for transthyretin cardiac amyloidosis. This was published in August of 2018, and tefamidus is a medication that actually stabilizes transthyretin. What is transthyretin? This is a protein produced by the liver, and it's a tetramer. And in amyloidosis, it breaks apart into folded dimers, monomers, and then aggregates into amyloid fibrils. What tefamidus does is it binds in the dimer-dimer interface and kinetically stabilizes it such that it does not dissociate. So the safety and efficacy of tefamidus in TTR cardiomyopathy, or the ATTR-ACT trial, looked at 441 patients with either wild-type or hereditary cardiac amyloidosis and randomized them either to placebo, tefamidus 20 milligrams, or tofamidus 80 milligrams, and the placebo number was 177 patients, and the pooled tofamidus uh, patients were 264, and the patients were followed for 30 months. The primary endpoint was all-cause mortality and frequency of heart failure hospitalizations, and the key secondary endpoints were the change in six-minute walk and Kansas cardiomyopathy uh, questionnaire, which is a quality metric. So this was a very positive trial. If you look at all-cause survival, uh, there was a substantial improvement in survival in the patients who were on tefamidus versus placebo. You can see that over the 30 months, the curve started separated 18 months. And at 30 months, 70.5% of the tefamidus patients were alive, and 57.1% of the placebo patients were alive. And thus, the absolute risk reduction was 13.5%. The number needed to treat in this study is 7.5. That is, 7.5 patients treated with tefamidus would save one life at 30 months. So this was a very impressive result with a p-value of 0.001 statistical significance. What was interesting that if you look at NYHA1 patients, NYHA2, and NYHA3, the patients who benefited the most were those who were earlier in the disease, that is NYHA1 and NYHA2, with a hazard ratio of only 0.35 in NYHA1 and 0.6 in NYHA2. So the message here is earlier diagnosis. Additionally, when we get to the key secondary endpoints, when we look at the six-minute walk test, the decline in the six-minute walk over the 30 months was less in the pool to famitus group than the placebo group, and this curve separated about six months. And the same goes for the decline in the Kansas City cardiomyopathy questionnaire, which is a quality of life metric, and the pool to famitus group was much less than that in the placebo group. So what does this mean? When is this drug going to be FDA approved? We are not sure. We do believe it's going to be sometime in 2019. We don't know what it will cost. Currently, the there is an extension trial of the original trial ongoing, and the Cleveland Clinic is participating, which should help patients get on the drug until it's FDA approved. Um, I think this is a 
breakthrough in this field. Uh, up until now, all we had was supportive care for this disease. Now we actually have a proven therapy in a robust study with a very good outcome. And it's now more and more important to make the diagnosis of TTR, cardiac amyloidosis. It's important to make the diagnosis early because we'll finally be able to treat our patients. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. We welcome your comments and feedback. Please contact us at heart at ccf.org. Like what you heard? Please subscribe and share the link on iTunes.